0: Even girls. And girls play yeah. hockey, too.
1: Yeah, I know that, Dad. Now, I don't know anything about except the They have soaked skates. And, they, and the puck goes sliding in. And does like one thing. The puck goes flying into a grass. And the <laughs> men bonking through a grass. And Ava does not like
0: that. Ava does not like the body checking.
1: <laughs>
0: I was never a body checker, so that's good. I was the goal scorer, Ava. <laughs> Welcome everybody to a a dropping the gloves on location in Norway. I'm sitting here with my beautiful wife Danielle and my beautiful girls Ava and Gabriella. Say hello, everybody. Hello. We have been on a Scandinavian adventure for the last five days, I think. Four or five days. I can't remember when we got here, but we just got into Norway. What's the place called again? are Ireland Ireland AUR land yeah we just drove into Ireland this afternoon we were lucky enough to find an unbelievable house on the base of a fjord Ireland's
2: fjord
0: i believe Ireland's fjord my wife says so we just got in early this evening and we packed everyone up we got the twins down we got the baby down and now the big girls and Danielle and i are sitting at the table and I figured, what better way to cap off the night than to do a little podcast? So here we are. I'll do. A, I thought it'd be fun to recap the trip. Now that I have the big girls who can talk about it, they're the first time on the podcast. are very excited. Say hello, Gabriella.
1: Hello,
0: Ava. Hello. And they're very excited to be on the podcast. So, um, it was a pretty good trip. We flew out of Chicago. There was no real. Hiccups on the way down. It was a tough time finding a parking spot. What's that? I didn't
1: have hiccups.
0: Well, a hiccup is a little bit of trouble where you have an issue. You actually did have a hiccup, Gabriella. That's She's pretending to hiccup now. Great. But no, the, the only part was trying to find parking in Chicago. We did one of these park and flies, and how far away did we park from the bus, you guys?
1: I'm 100.
0: A long way away and I dropped Danielle and the little girls off at the airport with all the bags and me and Ava and Gabriella had to lug three car seats, probably a good mile and a half to the bus depot from the car, and it was un it was like crazy how far we had to park to get to that bus depot. And we're paying seventeen dollars a day for this parking spot, mind you. We're not just parking there for free. So it's gonna end up costing me two, three hundred dollars to park there, and it was really, really inconvenient. But anyways, the flight was pretty good. The only issue was, Ava, how were the shows on the flight?
1: They were all in a different language.
0: So that was a big issue. I thought we could get on the plane, and it was an eight-hour flight. We could have some food. We could watch a show, and then we could put all the kids to sleep. It did not go according to plan because the food really wasn't what the kids would eat. It was like a beef stroganoff. Fish. Fish and some other vegetable concoction that I wasn't sure what it was, and so we had a, a minor mutiny on our hands with the food. But luckily, we packed some snacks, and then all the shows. There was only how many were in English? Um, like all
1: the movies were in English, but not the
0: TV shows. Yeah, and we don't really let our kids watch too many movies, so there was really I think only one movie you guys could watch, and it was that Yeti movie the, in the snow. Smallfoot, so they must have watched that probably five times. I watched it one time, and then I watched
1: Christopher
0: Robin. Christopher Robin, okay. So, We we like,
1: movie Christopher
0: Robin. How did you like that? Good.
1: Mm, it's good. It was good? Kind of.
0: But the flight went as good as expected. Lillian freaked out and fussed and mauled us for a good four hours. But (laughs) other than that, the twins were their usual fun, happy-go-lucky crazy selves. There was some moments here and there, but... It wasn't too bad. We got to Stockholm in one piece. We didn't lose any luggage. Stroller got broken, which was a huge issue. But other than that, what do you think?
2: We kind of expect that. I mean, that always happens.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Every time we go somewhere, the stroller somehow breaks. Whether a wheel is broke, uh, one of the attachments on the car seat is broke, Gabriela's eating salt beside me. That's disgusting. Don't do that. But anyways, it's probably super boring for everybody else. Um, we got to Stockholm. It was great. We bought a bunch of bus passes. We saw Daniel's brother, Ryan, and his wife, Marina, and their daughter, Alina. 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 And it was cool to see some family. He showed us around town. And it really, I had never been to Stockholm, neither has anybody in my family. And it was very overwhelming. No, what's, what's the not? what's the word I'm looking for? It was a surprise of how nice it was. I didn't really expect much, but it was a nice little city. It was um, the transit system was great, and I really left Stockholm in a really good mood. I was like, well, "We had a great trip." What's that, Ava?
1: There is no car for us to drive in. We had to go. you had to go by train and bus and boat.
0: How was that train, bus, boat?
1: I like the train better than the boat and the bus. The train, the boat was very tippy.
0: <laughs> was there any issues with the train, the bus, or the boat?
1: Yes, um, Yes. the train, we had to switch seats like about a hundred times and because what,
0: we wanted to. And what about you, Gabrielle, how'd it go?
1: And, 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 I, and I had to, and sometimes we had to sit next to people.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is <Sometimes> terrible.
1: <laughs> I have to um, sitting
2: next to people.
0: Oh, the, the, that's a tough, tough life. <laughs> oh, boy.
2: See, Mom and Dad really enjoyed the
0: trains. We liked that. Yeah, it was a fun experience. We don't get to do that very often. It was just neat to kind of lug all the kids around. The looks we were getting were unbelievable. One time I was walking behind everyone and we had a kid sleeping in the bottom of the stroller, a kid sleeping on the chair in the stroller, and two other kids walking beside him. And the looks people were giving you were just Unbel- I don't think people in Sweden have as many kids as we have, so it was just kind of comical to see the looks after okay. they had passed you, and like the comments they would make each other, like they in Swedish talk, blah, 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 but they were like laughing, giving with strange looks. It was just really funny. I didn't
2: see anybody with more than two children.
0: Yeah, it's a different lifestyle over here. I don't think people really have big, big families and yeah it, it, it's it's funny i loved having the big family it was fun to lug everybody around and it's cool to get those dirty looks or strange looks or weird looks i just think it's like you know what this is my family well
2: the twins were like melting hearts on the, the subway
0: the twins were melting hearts they talked to everybody <laughs> sophia struck up a conversation with one guy are you having fun riding the train and Just like randomly and like oh well, i gotta go i'll see you tomorrow i'll meet you here tomorrow <laughs> it was really cute <laughs> But anyways, we, uh, we got through Stockholm yesterday. I picked up the car and this was sort of an adventure. I had to drive or take the transit an hour south to pick up this van because there wasn't many big vans in town. And the major issue was it was a manual van. And I am not very good at driving a manual vehicle, so I was nervous heading down there. The last time I drove manual was, I, I think I've told the story before on the podcast, I can't remember, but... In Buffalo, the owner would get all the guys. When we would go to Florida, he would invite everybody to his house. And it just so happened this time we had our fathers with us. It was a father's trip where they fly the fathers in, they ride in the private plane, they get the whole like uh, just the whole experience of what it is to be a player. They come to the meetings, they go to practice, blah blah blah. Anyways, so we were at the owner's house, and out of the blue, he just said, "Hey, how about tomorrow? I um, round up my cars and we go to the drag strip and we drag race my cars." And everybody was obviously gung-ho for that. So the next day we go to this. He rented out a private drag strip in Florida. He gets all his cars out there. I'm sure I've told this before. This is such a great story. And so all the dads are racing down with, like, Vipers and Ferraris and Camaros and Corvettes and all these, like, fancy cars. And everybody was betting who was going to have the best time. And for some reason, everyone thought I was this professional race car driver. And they're like, oh, John's going to win for sure. And I was nervous. I found out about this so I was a little nervous getting in the car.
2: Professional race car driver or just likes to speed?
0: I liked well both. They they thought I was going to win. I don't know why they thought that. I have no idea. And so, um I get in this souped up Camaro and uh, I'm not familiar with Camaros. It was a manual. It was one of the like a limited edition with like souped up like everything. I don't know the, all the bells and whistles you could imagine. So I jump in it. I had driven manual once or twice in college um, on my friend's Jeep, which was a five speed and top speed was probably 70 miles an hour. And that's my total experience with a manual car. So I'm in the cockpit. I shouldn't say cockpit, it's not a rocket ship. In the driver's seat, ready to go. We go up to the line, it goes beep, 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 green. And I pin it. I'm in first and I switch to second and I'm going to third and then I panic for some reason. I'm trying to go third, fourth, fifth. I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. And, I, and once you kind of panic, you just are all over the map. If you've never done it before, there's no like fail safe where I've done this a million times. I know exactly where to go. So I start throwing the shifting knob everywhere and accidentally I threw it into reverse and the whole car, it's like when you're The whole car was like a human. It was like, no, 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 don't do this. And it was just like, what are you doing? And I could just feel the car just like, and we just like a huge shake and shimmy. And I'm like, whoa. And I, I threw it back into third and I just glided into the finish line. And I took it back into the, where all the cars were in like second, second gear. So I was barely going 20 miles an hour and smoke was coming out of the engine. I got out, and everyone was like, yeah, you were halfway down the track, and then all of a sudden your reverse lights went on, and we didn't know what happened. And I was like, I don't know what happened either. I thought it went pretty well. <laughs> and so
1: Um,
0: that was my experience with manual. Uh, this is my first time driving manual since then. So I find the van. um, I'm nervous. I jump in, and... I was doing pretty well. I was, you know, it was an easy drive. It was straight highway from the place to Stockholm. I get into Stockholm and I was, you know, it's it's hard when you're driving manual because I'm trying to look at my phone with the maps and I'm trying to shift gears. And so I'm coming into Stockholm. I'm trying to shift down, which is the hardest part of driving a manual. And there's like a fork in the road, left to right, left to right, left to right, left to right. I'm trying to figure out where to go. I'm like, left. And I'm driving like, oh, I should have went right. This tunnel takes me all the way to downtown Stockholm, where I should have gotten off like five minutes earlier. And I'm, so I'm downtown Stockholm. I have no idea where to go. My phone doesn't pick up where I am because I don't have um, international roaming because I'm super thrifty and I don't want to pay for it. So I'm trying to, like, figure out where to go. I'm like, OK, I need to get off this island and go to Gamla Stan and back to sodermalm I'm like, what do I do? And I'm, like, stalling in the middle of the road because I'm panicking. And I end up going to where the buses are only allowed to go. And I'm, like, in the buses lane. The buses are honking at me. So, anyways, long story short, it took me a little bit of time to get out of Stockholm. I finally made it to the house. And I've been driving like a champ ever since. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah? Not bad?
2: I'm really impressed. Up and down these these mountains with the hairpin turns. I'm pretty impressed.
0: Yeah. The mountains are actually... When we left Stockholm, we went to Oslo. And Oslo was actually, we were just going to do the night there and kind of in and out and not really explore Oslo. But we drove in. And i what did you guys think of Oslo when you were driving in?
1: It was really fun. It was very, I liked it. And it was very summery. And I also wanted to go walk my on bus, walked in Oslo. Um, All right.
0: Thank you, Gabrielle. <laughs> uh, the
2: uh, the buildings and the architecture is just beautiful and Um, Just like a busy, bustling, thriving city. People seem to be like going out. People in Stockholm, it just seemed, I don't know where, if it was just where we were at, just a lot of people just working, like just very kind of
0: busy. Socialist country. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I just felt like in Oslo, there were just people like for recreation, just out and about, just all over the place.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we caught them on a a Thursday night or what it was, but yeah, it seemed like they were a little bit more social, happy, lively Stockholm was a little more go go go. Yeah, you are correct in that. But yeah, Maybe. so we came into Oslo. We were just gonna stop in and out real quick, but our place was right across the street from this great grocery store. The kids went and got a bunch of fruit. I went next door and got a great falafel and like our kebab. kebab that's big. It was unbelievable. Yeah. And then the next morning we woke up and we went to that grocery store again. I went and got some coffees for. It, it was like a. We were only there for probably fourteen hours, but. Yeah. It was awesome. Beautiful city. Yeah, it was so cool. I would definitely go back. I thought it was honestly not going to be that great. But again, I was really impressed by uh, Oslo. So after that, we packed up. We got in the car right away and we drove to Ireland. Uh, Gaul. Gaul and stopped there for lunch. And it's like a little cool ski town. Yeah, beautiful. And I don't get impressed by... I've seen a lot in my life. We've We've driven all over the country, Canada and the United States. We've driven all over other countries and... I tell you what, if you get, ever get a chance to go for a drive, drive from Oslo to Bergen because it, it is one of the most breathtaking, beautiful drives I've ever had in my whole life. Yeah. Like it was so cool that you're in like the valleys of all these mountains and it's just neat how it's just like. There's moss on all the rocks because it's, like, warm and wet. But then it's, like, you can see the ice tips on the mountains. And you go through these mountains. They tunnel through all the mountains. There was one 25 kilometers we went through a mountain in a tunnel. It was unreal. I'm trying to explain it to the kids when we're going through. I'm like, this is super cool. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. When's the purple light's going to come on again? That's all we want to (laughs) see. So it was just something really, really cool. I I don't want to, like, brag about it. But it was just... It was really cool.
2: The ski towns, too, were really interesting. It was nice to see a ski town that looked like a ski town and not just a manufactured, like, Vail ski village. Like, it's a real ski village with homes and buildings, and they all have that look about them, and they're there naturally. It's not just like some architect just built it all up.
0: Yeah, people actually build the places to ski, Yeah, and the places there are to facilitate the skiers, whereas in Vail... It's just like, how do we make as much money? And or
2: all of the the ski villages in the U.S. All of them are like that.
0: Yeah, they've gone. It's yeah, just, it's a little yeah, bit different. Yeah,
2: they're just more commercialized.
0: The vibe here is
2: just authentic. We're
0: moving to Norway. That's what she's saying. Yeah. But it, yeah, it got me thinking. Me and Danielle were just chatting wow. on the drive. It's like how funny our vacations have changed over the years. When When it was just us two, and then maybe Ava came along, our vacations were a little bit more extravagant, and we would just kind of lay on the beach and just do nothing and indulge. And how even if we did one of those vacations now, it wouldn't even be that fun. I I do love a beach and a hammock and a and a six pack. Don't get me wrong, but I enjoy like the adventure now and like packing up and like I just think it's really fun to go on these cool little road trips and drag everyone along. And don't you think, Ava? The Griswolds. Yeah, the Griswold family. thats what I've been saying that the whole time, the Griswold family vacation. But anyway, so we're halfway through our trip. We're going to do Norway for the next five days. And then we're going to stop in Gothenburg and then finish in Copenhagen for three or four days, I think. Mm-hmm. So I will update you guys after this. What do you want to say, guys?
1: You are not dragging.
0: I'm not dragging her physically. <laughs> Let's distinguish that. Clarify that right now. Yes, I've never dragged. I did drag you off the escalator when you fell over. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Don't talk.
0: So we were going up the escalator And in Sweden The people stand on one side And they walk on the other side Not just Sweden Everywhere Everywhere And so Ava's standing on the left side And I'm trying I have the stroller in my hand And I probably have three kids on me And Ava's just standing Where the people are walking And I'm like Ava get over Ava get over Ava get over Ava get over And she's just like a space cadet Not even looking at me So finally she tries to get over but keeps bonking into people because the people are literally going up, walking around her and going up. And I'm like, Ava, hey, get over. And she's like, "Do, do, do." So we get to the top and she trips on the end of the escalator and people are stepping over her. And so I have a kid in my hand, a stroller. I... Bare hand, grabbed her jacket and lift it over my head i like placed her on one of the walls beside me, like do you see why you don't go over there i'm like looking her right in the eye she's like i love her with me i'm like do you see why we don't do that anymore And you listen to mom and dad was i in a good mood ava she's
2: just crying yeah
0: i don't think you were crying you were just oh, in shock oh it was not a good moment for ava right ava would you like to elaborate would you like to talk about it more?
1: No, thanks. <laughs> oh.
0: yeah, Gabriela?
2: Dad? <laughs> I liked it. It's a good natural consequence. Very good natural consequence. You won't yeah, do that again.
0: better obey I your parents. On what did you like now. to say, Gabriela?
2: I'm deaf.
1: Why do we? And it was a great lesson, but... And also Sweden can be a little busy and you guys should see how um how pretty the King Queen's palace can be. It's kind of pretty because um you keep all a place down in a brick place under, kind of underground. And, and that's called the treasury. And in Bathroom they keep all of the jewels and like the swords and like all the crowns and the
0: That's, yeah, I forgot about that. We went, one of the big things I wanted to see and show the girls, they do the changing of the guard at the palace so they do it twice a week in the winter and fall months and spring months so we we managed to catch one of the changing of the guards and then we went and saw the treasury underneath the palace and it was really really cool and then we went and saw all the like the apartments where the kings and queens and princesses used to live and the girls really liked that because you got to see crowns and big tiaras and swords and, and their cousin Alina came with them it was a really fun time so Gabriella loved that right Gabriella?
1: And also, we went to this museum, and it was about this boat that sunk, that was in bay, and it was a long time, and, like... Sweden and they yes. built this like big boat and they wanted it to be so fancy and they put it too much on it and when they got on it, when lots of men were on it and been well, <laughs> like when they pushed it out in the water, it started to sink and then finally it sunk under water. and then, it was under there hundreds of years, years and years and then finally they they took. They got pieces of pieces out of the water, and they, like, cleaned it up, put it back to devil, and then they have it it's in the, right in the front of the museum.
0: It was really cool. It's called the Vasa Museum, and it's this old ship that they commissioned to be, like, the king's transport. It was the most heavily armored ship of its time. It was, like, so um, advanced techno- technological-wise. Like, everything was great, but they forgot to take into account all the weight they were going to put on the top of the ship. And so they launched it into the harbor, and all of a sudden it listed to one side because they didn't have the right ballast in the bottom of the boat. Back in those days, they used to put stones in the bottom of the boat to kind of even out the weight from the bottom to the top. And they did not have enough ballast in the bottom of the boat, so right away it listed to one side, and it immediately started taking out water. And it was just like... I, I don't know what it would be in this days, but I'm guessing it would be like a billion-dollar yacht, I would imagine. And it just sank within a matter of 15 minutes of being in the water. And it was just like crazy. And it was preserved in the silt underneath the canal in Sweden, and they lifted it up in the 1960s. And now it's like this unreal museum that we got to go see, and the girls learned about all that and how people lived back in the 1600s. It was a really cool, cool museum. Ava, yes?
1: Somebody got trapped under a cannon.
0: Yeah, the, somebody died and got trapped under a cannon. They found the bones. It was very uh, very exciting, very exciting trip. So that was Sweden in a nutshell. Yes, Gabrielle?
1: And also, we, one of, they, or, four of the bow sunk, they we found one, someone only grabbed one gold ring.
0: Yeah, there was only one piece of gold they found, and they think it was from one of the princes or somebody important on the boat. When they were escaping, they dropped their ring. Or maybe they died with the ring on their finger. They don't know, but they found the ring of somebody important that was gold. And that was the only gold they found. So they must have taken all the gold off with them before they went down. But anyway, so that's enough of our trip. I hope uh, the second half is better than the first half. Ava just reminded me. She's like, talk about hockey, Dad. So, Gabriella, what do you know about hockey?
1: Um. I don't know anything about hockey, tonight, but the only thing I know about hockey is that mm-hmm. everyone play, lots of men play hockey, even girls.
0: Even girls. And girls play yeah. hockey, too.
1: Yeah, I know that, Dad. Now, I don't know anything about except they have soap skates, and, they, and the puck goes sliding in, and does not like one thing. The puck goes flying into a grass, and the men <laughs> bonking <laughs> to a grass, and Ava does not like
0: that. Ava does not like the body checking. I was never a body checker, so that's good. I was a goal scorer, Ava. <laughs> but anyway, so I've been kind of, I've been keeping up with the the hockey lingo and I've actually it's interesting this time of year because the playoffs are only a couple weeks away and Ava's just mowing down an orange right now. <laughs> but it's it's interesting this time of year. I it's it's funny. There's really only a couple races to be had. The eighth seed in the West is something I'm keeping my eye on because it's just such an interesting race. For some reason, I don't know if you guys caught this, the coach of the Minnesota wild a few weeks back, maybe even three weeks ago, he said, Oh yeah, we're going to make the playoffs for sure. I think it was Bruce Boudreau and he came out in the media. He's like, Oh yeah, no, we're, we're, we're going to make the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. It's just a matter of where we will end up. We want to get the best seed. And I think they were in the seventh wild card seed and they were, Maybe comfortable at that point, but they were still in a, in a push for it. And after I heard that, I thought to myself, what on earth? Why would he say that? As a player, if your coach ever says that, it's just talk about bulletin board material for the other three or four teams that are trying to catch you. When a coach comes out and says, Hey, you know what? We're going to make playoffs. I get it if you're confident. It's one thing for, Ovechkin to say I'm going to win the cup I'm going to win the cup that's one thing when you're sitting in first Place everybody would say they're going to win the Cup that's a no-brainer it's, it's Another thing to say oh yeah We definitely will make the playoffs when you're Fighting tooth and nail for that last playoff spot Especially when a lot of their games Are coming against the teams that they're fighting for that last playoff spot spot with the Colorado they just lost to Colorado last night which is a huge game so I just think that's interesting there's four or five teams going for that last eighth spot and for the coach to step up and say that not a good move personally I used to play for Minnesota that was my first team I don't think they'll make the playoffs there's five was it Colorado Arizona Minnesota Chicago Vancouver with an outside chance the two teams that I think will probably get that one spot that are going to I think Colorado, and I honestly like Chicago. They are coming on strong. They're trying to. F- they're finally finding their game. Their defense has been playing a lot better these days. And with the veteran core that they have, like Dunk- Duncan and Brent, and I, sh- I should say Keith and Seabrook and Taves and Kane, those guys know how to win. They know what it's like in the last five, six games of the year, how, how important they are, and they, they don't get rattled in those situations. So I would love to see Chicago in the playoffs. I would love to see them play – Who's in first in the West right now? Um, Washington, or no, Winnipeg or somebody. I would love to see that matchup of a first team, first overall seed trying to play them in a wild card spot. That would be a team I would not be anywhere near if I was a first or second seed to play the, one of those guys in the wild card. That'd be terrible to know I'm going up against a guy who's won three Stanley Cups and a couple gold medals and MVPs and having Corey Crawford back and he's standing on his head. No thanks. I was in Chicago when we were in eighth seed and we played Vancouver in the first round. And they took us. They beat one of the first three games. We came back and won the next three, and we played the game seven in San Los, or in um, excuse me, Vancouver. And I tell you what, that was one of the most exciting games I've ever been a part of. But nobody wanted to play us with us being an eighth seed, and there was guys on Vancouver who told me they were saying we were hoping you're either going to get seventh or out of the playoffs because nobody wanted to play you. It was just like the one team that nobody wanted to touch. And I think Chicago still has that same vibe just because the core is still there. They have those four or five guys who have been there forever, and they know how to win. So, anyways, I think Chicago. I hope Chicago makes it. It's just good for the league. It's good for the playoff system to have a big market team there. And I would also like to see Colorado. I think they're an exciting young team. I've always liked that group with uh, Landeskog and McKinnon and those guys. I think they can really, you know, throw the puck around, and they'd be interesting to see in the playoffs. But in the East, it's a two man race for the eighth seed. It's Colorado, or excuse me, it's um, Montreal and Columbus. And what a debacle Columbus has turned into with the. Should we stay or should we go at the trade deadline? What are we going to do? Are we going to sell everyone or are we going to go for it? I told them to sell everyone, get rid of Panarin, get rid of Bobrovsky. I was super excited that they went for it, but what has happened since then? I think they've won one or two of the last five or six, and now they're in the ninth seed. Montreal's got the eighth seed. There is eight games to go, and Columbus is trending in the wrong direction. Montreal is – they win three out of five. They're going to make the playoffs because Columbus is not – playing the way they should be playing. And I don't know if it's a a symptom of the coach just not doing what he should do or what's happening there, but I tell you what, it's not looking good. And for a, a team, when your best player and your best goalie say they don't want to be there anymore, they're leaving at the end of the season, it almost makes you think mentally what those guys, if they're really, if it's game 81, they have to win that game, and Panarin's in the shot lane, is he going to block that shot knowing he's leaving Columbus the next year and he's going to be a free agent? I don't know if he's going to get in that lane to block that shot, or take a hit to get the puck out, or do the hard thing it's going to take to win that game because he's he's gone. He's already told the management. He's already told everybody. He's 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 off to greener pastures next year. And same with Bobrovsky. Do you think he's going to prepare for the game like he should prepare? Whereas if he had a seven-year contract in place, I don't think so. He's already gone as well. Their two best players aren't invested in that team, and it's just interesting. I know they went all in, but it's just if they don't make it, it's going to be it's devastating for them. They have five or six high flight guys who are UFAs and that team will get blown up so fast. And it's sad because they got, they have a really talented team and I just don't think mentally the top guys are in it They're They've already booked their plane trip trip. They're the Russians are going back to Russia. The Swedes are going back to Sweden. The Canadians are going home. I, I just, the way they've been playing, they're not playing with any kind of urgency. They're not playing with any kind of passion. They're not playing playoff hockey. in the last two weeks of the season, That's playoff hockey. The Canadians are. You can tell they lost a game earlier this week and Gallagher jumped all over the team. He said, Listen, let's go. Shaw stepped and said stepped up and said to the guys, Let's go. You know, this is this is where men make the playoffs. This isn't for little boys. This is how we play hockey. This is what we get paid to play. This is like what we play for the last two weeks of the season. This is go time. This is why we're professionals. And it's just funny. I don't think Columbus has that in the locker room. I think Montreal has that with spades. I, I like Weber. Though I think Montreal making as much as I like have an issue with Montreal with how my career ended, I want them to get in. I think they deserve to get in. Columbus just doesn't have the makeup right now. Unless they switched around last week. You never know. Totorella can do that. He's got the attitude, but right now it looks like Montreal's gonna take take it home. So anyways, the girls are shaking their heads. They don't know what I'm talking about. And um I'm gonna put another log in the fire, put these two down and maybe play a game of cards or something. What do you think, girls?
1: You're Give me back to me. I'll give like, get what it's
0: been. All right. Gabriella's very tired. She's talking gibberish right now. Putting makeup on boys. Putting makeup on boys. I don't know what they're talking about. They've attached to a word I said, the makeup of a team, maybe? I don't know. But, anyways.
1: All right. That's enough.
0: Gabriella, we're not swatting anybody.
1: Yes, we are. All right.
0: Well, goodbye from Norway. Say goodbye, girls. Woo! All right. We'll talk to you soon. Gonna... Wish wish me luck everybody. I'll talk no. to you later. <laughs>